You're listening to Healthy Living with Eric Sue Podcast, episode number 86. This episode is sponsored by Eric Sue Insider, an online community where you get advice and tips from Eric Sue on weekly conference calls. Learn more at ericwsue.com slash insider and how you can get started. Hey there, it's Eric Sue, and I wanted to personally thank you for listening to my podcast. If you are new, welcome. And if you are a longtime listener, I appreciate your continued support. Did you know your review on iTunes and Stitcher helps grow this podcast? Well, it does. So write a review today. Not into writing a review? Then maybe you would like to make a small donation. You can do so by clicking the Be My Patron Podbean link on my podcast page. Finally, helping others is the name of the game. So help a friend by sharing this podcast with them. Let's keep this movement growing. Now on to the show. Health tips and useful wellness advice without the hype. Welcome to Healthy Living with Eric Sue Podcast with inspiring guests and engaging fitness, nutrition, and healthy living topics. You will be entertained and excited until the end. And now your host, Eric Sue. Hey guys, Eric Sue here. Welcome to another episode of Healthy Living with Eric Sue. We have a super cool, yes, super cool and outgoing personal trainer with us today. Her name is Beth Kohler. Our topic today is how to get started with your workout program. So without any delay, let me introduce you all to Beth. Beth, are you ready to make it happen? <laughs> I am indeed. Awesome. Professionally and personally, her goals have always been to help people improve in ways that are meaningful to them. She taught English and Swedish at the junior high high school le- level in Finland, achieved sales director status during her 15 years as a Mary Kay uh, consultant, uh, yes, with diamond rings and free cars. Uh, she's a lead management for consumer service and marketing teams in the tech and fitness industries, as well as owning her own fitness or photo studio. Each of these careers allowed her to help people market better, look better, and feel better. Beth, that was just a little bit about who you are. Could you share with our audience a little bit more on how you got started? Uh, yeah, I'd love to. So uh, getting started, you, you always have to start before that, right? And why aren't you starting now? So uh, for me, I hadn't started yet because I was super sick. I was sick for about 14 years. I got pneumonia and kind of never got better and just kept getting worse and worse. So about kind of a long journey, nursing myself back to enough health that I could actually start training, and um, it's kind of interesting, it was in 2009, this month, um, you know how Facebook shows, you know, your memories mm-hmm. from, from you know, years past? Yep. So, uh, yeah, I just have been watching these memories pop up about, I started walking on the treadmill in my basement. I hate basements, I hate my basement, and I hate treadmills, but, you know, I didn't know what else to do, so I started doing that, and I was tweeting things like, Yay, I walked for 10 minutes or, you know, I remember I, like, I got up to 5.5 miles per hour on the treadmill and that was like colossal. Mm. Um, I was only there for like a millisecond <laughs> and I quit. Um, so that was really kind of how I got started, but it wasn't actually doing anything for me. I wasn't losing weight. I wasn't feeling fitter, didn't know what else to do and, um, kind of got to this point, and I don't know if your listeners can, can relate at all, but I got to this point where like, late at night, like midnight, one o'clock, I'm laying on the couch watching this 
ridiculously stupid infomercial, which is, to me, you know, the bottom of the barrel. Mm. And uh, I just had like one tear drip down my face, and I realized that I, I felt hopeless. Mm. And that did not resonate with me at all. I was, I am not a hopeless person in general, and I couldn't believe that I'd gotten to that point where I, I didn't feel like I had any hope for being healthy or fit in my life. And that was like my turnaround point. You know, they always talk about you got to hit rock bottom. Well, I don't mm. know if you got to, but that's, that's where I was. And um, so I talked to my husband. I'm like, we gotta, we got to change something. So we started looking for, you know, viable solutions for me. Is that kind of what you're looking for? Yeah, 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 absolutely. Go for it. Keep it up. Yeah. All right. So, um, so anyway, we went to this um, chiropractor, and they kind of had this one-size-fits-all program. And, you know, I spent the last 14 years getting healthy, so I'd heard a lot of different stuff. I'm like, no, that's not my problem, and that's not my solution. And, you know, it was some 13-week program for, like, $2,500. And I'm like, well, what happens after that? Like, well, we'll we'll be here for you. I'm like, what? If I pay you more money, you'll be here for me? Or like, what do you mean by that? And uh, I looked at my husband. I'm like, if we're even thinking about spending that money, let's, let's get me a lifestyle change. So I got a recommendation for a personal trainer uh, local to me and went in and interviewed him. I, and, you know, I say that. I didn't know what I was looking for. I just wanted to make sure I kind of liked him. And uh, I did. And I was 47, and I started training, you know, just started weight training. And I couldn't. Um, my first goals were to be able to lean to the side and hold while I'm taking a picture, right, without shaking. I couldn't do that. Mm. Um, my other goal was to be able to get down to the floor by myself, <laughs> aside from falling, and, uh, and then pick my granddaughter up, mm. you know, without assistance. Um, when I started training, I could get down if I leaned on something, and it took both hands to hoist myself um, back up again, and certainly I couldn't do that with a child in hand. So those are my those are my huge lofty goals. Um, yeah, fast forward seven years, and I, I own a, a kettlebell gym in Montgomery. <laughs> so it worked out pretty well for me. So you really are living the healthy lifestyle um, ever since that low point, would you say? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's obviously it's up and down. So you know, my weight goes up and down. Um, I stress, I have five kids and seven grandkids. You worry about stuff. You know, I run, um, a couple different businesses. Aside from this, I do social media, you know, so there's always stuff to worry about and that produces cortisol and that affects your belly fat and we're all worried about our flat tummies or lack thereof. You know, I love chocolate and vodka. Don't tell anybody, but, um, so I struggle just like everybody else. But I definitely am on that healthy lifestyle curve. Perfect. Does that make sense? Perfect. Absolutely. Absolutely. And and if we could um, dive in about you a little bit more, my audience really loves hearing this answer, which is, or the, from this question, which is, what's one cool or unique fact about yourself? What could you share with us? Well, you know, I think that's something we talked about just a little bit ago. I started my journey when I was forty-seven. That, I think, is, is I mean, <laughs> it sounds a little self-serving, but I'm kind of impressed with myself. You know, a lot of people, I, my peers, I train people in their 50s, and they're like, I'm so old, and they walk like they're old, and they move like they're old, and in mm. their brain, they're done, and that's, that's not good. Mm-hmm. 
And you have you a know? great story that really inspires people. And that's really where I want to go with this conversation today, you know, and, and dive into this topic of how to, how to start a workout program. And I think um, you'd be the, one of the best people to ask. And, and so can you share with us how you uh, work with people and, and how you get people started? Yeah, yeah. So um, I don't have my bio in front of me, but like helping people uh, improve in ways that are significant to them. What is most important? Number one, you're not going to work for something you don't want, right? Mm -hmm. So for me to get you ready for a fitness competition, I mean, if you don't want that, you're not going to be very motivated. So I, I don't ever really create, you know, big goals for my clients. I, I, you got to decide what, is, what it is you want to do. So for me, like my trainer wasn't really excited about my goal of being able to stand up holding my granddaughter. Mm. You know, he saw much more for me, but I didn't see more for me, and I couldn't set more goals than this one thing. And so that's really what I, what I focus on with my clients is what, what do you want? Maybe, you know, I've got a new client. She's getting ready for her, a wedding, right? So right now it's a, it's a physical goal. She wants to look a little bit better. I'm pretty confident that as she moves through the program, she's going to say, you know what, I really love doing this one thing. You know, for me it was um, kickboxing. We just did a little, you know, uh, group fitness kickboxing class, and I kind of fell in love. And then I'm like, you know what, I, I want to be able to punch. So I took some boxing lessons, and then I'm like, you know what, I want to be able to, I want to be able to kick with integrity. And so I took some kung fu lessons, and then I'm kickboxing and training with MMA fighters and. You know, I just let one thing lead to the other. You don't just jump in and say, I'm going to be a boxer. You know, you start with wherever you're at, what little goal you have, and work at that, and then discover where your, where your body and your, and your heart takes you next. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to ask you this question, and I've seen this a lot, and you may as well, and you would agree, is like you probably see a lot of people who have the right intentions and are very excited about this idea that came to their heads about, oh, I'm going to start a workout program, right? And then all of a sudden yeah. that fades away. Do you think then that, that that emotion wasn't strong enough for them? Or what is it about that? Why would it fade away, you think? Um, there could be a couple of different things. Uh, I, I get bored super easily. So, mm -hmm. you know, I went in downstairs in my basement to walk. That was boring. So I, I had to find something that captured my heart. So that's one thing. Um, now, like if I'm stressed or I need to work out, I get my trainer in my box. But that's, that's my thing. That always keeps my interest. Um, I, I don't bench press. I don't squat. I mean, I do those things, but not for the love of moving. So I think number one is, um, you know, that little goal, whatever it is. Uh, accountability, I hate that word, but <laughs> it really is just, for me, it was paying somebody. Um, gosh, my husband would have been so sad if I'd have quit. That was a lot of money. You know, we took that out of our life savings mm. to get me healthy. So that, that kept me coming back. And um, th that did it for me when I didn't know how to have any goals for myself, you know? Yeah. So having a goal, you know, having to show up, I think is important. So I know to recap and actually answer your question, number one, um, a small goal, and then the next small goal to accountability. Maybe it's a workout partner, or maybe it's you know hiring a trainer. And then three, find something you love doing, something that keeps your interest. Right, and, and, and I totally agree with all three because without those, I think a, a thought is just a thought. There's nothing concrete about it until you actually either put money down or you actually make yourself accountable to someone, right? And I think that's totally, yeah. totally. Um, 
uh, beneficial when someone does that and takes that step. And I think that's, in my opinion, uh, a good way to get started. Um, and once once they get started, though, Beth, what do you find that you do to help them, or what you what would you say people need to do to be able to maintain it? Well, um, I think it goes back to finding that thing you love. So if you're competitive, I'm competitive. Um, I find people to keep up with, and it's usually um, kids <laughs> half my age, right? So that's what I do to stay with it. Um, but then maybe you're not competitive. I have a lot of clients who are not in the least bit competitive. So it's it's um, it's hanging around people who care about their health. I think that's been the biggest um, benefit to the clients. My clients here at CenterFit is is the the camaraderie and you know oh I made this for dinner or oh I had not just two pieces of chocolate cake yesterday but I had three you know and somebody else saying yeah but that was yesterday and today's a different day do something different. So, you know, who you surround yourself with and, and again, finding something you really love doing. It could be hiking or boating or, you know, whatever, but something that keeps you moving. It could be your dog, that you're just walking <laughs> your dog, you know? Yeah. Do you find that a lot of the people you work with, um, they just want to work out just because it makes them feel good? Do they want to just work out because they have... Uh, a specific um, event they have to look good at. Um, do you find that all the above, or what is it that you find when, when you meet with people? Um, so I tend to lean towards skill-based trainings. So again, boxing, kickboxing, kettlebell, those are skills. So a lot of my clientele is about perfecting skill and form. So it's an intellectual endeavor as well as a physical endeavor. Um, for personal training, people usually come to me either with some kind of, you know, issue they need to rehabilitate or some kind of goal they need to work for. Um, that's typically what I find. I don't know if you can hear my doorbell in the background. There's people coming and going. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> a little annoying. All right, good. Um, so I, th I think it is a mix. Um, I don't really care why you show up at my doorstep. It's just that you show up and that every time you walk in the door, you show up. That's really all I, excellent, you know what excellent. I mean? No, I totally agree. Yeah. Um, and one thing that I, I want to make sure we highlight is, you know, what types of people, clients, does CenterFit, which is your location and fitness center, what kind of people do you guys see? Um, so as I just mentioned, um, that there are a lot of skill-based workouts, and so people are really, they like to pay attention to moving well, you know. Um, we've got a wide range of classes from cardio kickboxing, boot camp, to kettlebells, so you can kind of take all different levels, um, and Zumba as well. So uh, I like to do that because people are many-faceted, you know, I don't ever just want to do kettlebell or just want to do kickboxing. And I think it's good for your mind, uh, especially, you know, as you're growing older, to keep learning new things. So I try to offer, like, a big variety. But typically I see people who are really interested in the skill of, the skill of um, just improving. So do you – I just want to say real quick here, with those types of activities that you offer – and, and someone who's just not sure about working out, um, 
and overall, would you say that people just needed to take that first step and just try? Would would that be a good first step? Yeah, it is. You know, it's like it's like anything. You know, you got to get food, so you go shopping, and you go to Walmart. You hate Walmart, so you go to Jewel. You know, like <laughs> um, I'm really. Uh, I don't know if I'm. You know. Um, sabotaging myself. I don't, I don't think so, but I don't like the idea that, you know, you come and you sign a contract and now you're stuck. Um, mm-hmm. I think if you love being here, you're going to stay here. So I advocate looking for someplace that you love. And so if you come to your center fit and you don't love it, oh, please go someplace else. Find something you love because really what I want is for you to be, be better at what you do rather than, um, rather than um, just, you know, paying your dues and never showing up. Cool, excellent. I like that. Can I advice. answer your question? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, um, there's there something else I wanted to say too. You know, you were talking about starting, mm-hmm. and and when I was looking back through my my Facebook memories, thank you, Facebook. Um, a couple things I did that I think really set me up for success. There's a ton of stuff I did wrong and poorly, but there are two things I did well. Number one is that started walking on the treadmill. Um, my my husband wanted me to get fit so bad. He was so worried about my health and he'd work out and talk about how awesome it was and try to, you know, get me going. I'm like, listen, let's start when I start. Hmm. And so number one, you know, I made sure that I protected my, my heart and my mind and I made myself mentally ready first. Don't use that as an excuse to not get started, right? But really fix what you got to fix in your head, you know, to make those first steps. And then I started small. And then uh, before I went into my personal trainer, I stopped eating cookies. I said, was it? it was just, I just wanted to have one thing I could say I had done positively towards this journey rather than walking in saying, I'm a mess. I don't do anything right. Mm. <laughs> so I just picked one small thing two weeks before I started with my trainer, uh, just stopped eating cookies. Mm. And that started things out. I felt powerful, you know, and like I had some control. Um, on this journey rather than just going in feeling like a pathetic mess. Hmm. So do you um, think that a lot of people just have it um, backwards or they just have it um, negative thoughts in their minds so that it's holding them back? Do, do you find that that's the situation? Well, I mean, obviously, like, okay, so the mind is super complex, as we know, and there are all sorts of reasons we carry extra weight, right? Some people are just lazy. I actually tend to be kind of lazy. Uh, I work out a lot, but it's only in front of a group of people. When I'm on my own, I'm, I'm relaxing. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, I was really afraid to lose weight because I didn't know if I could handle life without the extra weight. There was things I was kind of hiding from and I mean, it's kind of deep psychological stuff. Um, I just decided that I wanted to be healthy instead of not healthy and I would figure things out as I went. I feel like doing whatever you can do to feel as powerful as possible and just take the next step in front of you. Don't worry about two steps down the road. Just keep taking the next step in front of you and you grow into that new person or into the person I think maybe you're, you know, meant to be. Mm. And I think that's so inspiring to hear that. I mean, let's remember that um, you, you didn't start when you were very young, right? You started kind of middle age, would you say? 37. Um, I used to think that was old. <laughs> I'm 53 now, so, you know, it's young now. I mean, in high school, I was athletic, and I, and I always moved, 
you know, like I, when I lived overseas, I, I did some cross-country skiing and I rode my bike everywhere. I wasn't, you know, a fitness fanatic. I think I had a Jane Fonda cassette tape that I did mm-hmm. in a corner of my bedroom once, you know. So fitness has never been a real huge priority. Um, but then after that 14 years of being super sick, like I couldn't leave my home for about four years, um, starting at 47 felt like a monumental task. I was diagnosed with fibromyalgia asthma, degenerative disc disease, and I had chemical sensitivities. So there were times I'd leave the gym and almost collapse in the parking lot because I couldn't, I couldn't breathe mm-hmm. just from all the chemicals, you know, people with perfume and deodorant and hairspray mm-hmm. and shampoo. And those are it's tough. Yeah, tough. I was going to say that um, you kind of changed your diet as well, didn't you? Can you, can you touch on that yeah. a little bit? Yeah, so um, I didn't know what to do, and I'm not a huge researcher, um, so the environmental specialist I went to just around that time had suggested what back then was called the green sheet diet. Um, basically, I just started eating foods that were non-indigenous. So like anything grown in this area, I would have some kind of allergic reaction to. So, you know, I started eating kiwi fruit and star fruit and all kinds of different, different vegetables. Um, I didn't do any grains. Not that grains are bad for you. You need carbs. Um, just that they were bad for me at the time. Um, so as close to raw as possible, um, of course, I cooked my meat, but mm-hmm. I tried not to cook too much, and I tried not to eat too much that was indigenous to the area, and that kind of moved then on, you know, um, to now I might carry a baggie of spinach and a hard-boiled egg and, you know, some grilled chicken and some cauliflower all in different bags, and, you know, when I've got a break, I'll eat something and, you know, you learn that food tastes good all by itself. You don't need sugar and salt and sauces and stuff. Um, I didn't well, realize that before. <laughs> real quick, Beth, what would you, you know, share with someone who is having some difficulty changing their eating habits? And how, what was it that, that was your turning point? What was your self-talk about that? You know, I'm not a very good example, Eric, because um, the environmental specialists and the reactions I was having had me so scared. I thought if I had any sugar, I would die. Like I literally was afraid for my life. It was a very scary time. Now, right, so now I just, I just told my husband, I'm like, babe, listen, when you see me going for the ice cream, you can remind me, hey, Beth, remember the difference between 170 and 190 is ice cream. Mm. <laughs> you know? Mm. So, so now I'm like, I found my sweet spot. I feel really good around 170. I'm not lean and live and I'm really fit and I my body does what I want it to do it does it it's less fun at 190 so I like to stay right around 170 and so I try to nourish my body with stuff that makes me feel good and it's a it's a struggle I mean you don't live your whole life eating poorly and then just fix it mm-hmm. I mean maybe you can um, mm-hmm. I wasn't able to so I still work through that I have friends around me and I share recipes that I post on my husband's Facebook page so he can cook it. <laughs> so so the, <laughs> the, 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 the tip then would be to have a support team that, that supports you, reminds you, and then just be more mindful. Would you kind of summarize yeah. it that way? Yeah. Again, I try to hang around people that inspire me. I always want to be around people who I think are better than me. So there's some people I follow on Facebook that are just, oh my gosh, they're so disciplined in their, in their diet. I can't, I, I can't even fathom how they got to be like that, but they are. So I follow them and I try to be a little bit more like them than 
than I am now, you know? Mm. And then I have some people in my close proximity that I share with, you know, where I'm struggling or yeah. whatever. So yeah. yes, loosely an accountability system. Sure. And I think I've been hearing this phrase a lot, which is we are the average of the five people we hang out with, right? <laughs> kind of, yeah. Yeah. So um, real quick, we're getting to the end of this podcast, which has been great so far, Beth, and I really appreciate it. I just have the last few questions for you. All right? Yeah. Um, how would you summarize your philosophy about health and wellness um, and your expertise uh, in what you do at CenterFit? So I would say, uh, number one, do what works for you. Uh, I was just at Starbucks meeting with my buddy Jake, and the lady walks in, and she's a spin instructor. I hate the bike. I got degenerative discs in my low back, forward flexion is bad. I hate it. Spinning is never going to be my thing. So I'm not going to do it. Um, so don't try to shoehorn yourself into a program that does not work for you. Give it a try, right? I made a great effort because I think it can be a great workout. But when I realize that this is not me, it doesn't hold my interest, it's okay to bail on that. Just make sure that you have a good, well-rounded program that keeps you inspired. Okay, excellent. Very good. And um, can you share with our audience three awesome fitness tips that uh, you share with your clients? Um, show up, show up often, and bring all of you when you come. Hmm. Does that make sense? Oh, yeah. I like that one. I like that one. Be it's, present, it, I always <laughs> ask. Yes, be present. Yeah, it's, it's about attitude. Um, so you had asked about my expertise and what I do here. So um, CenterFit is primarily a kettlebell club. So we do hard-style kettlebells. Um, my trainer was a strong first instructor. And um, so, so that's what we practice here, good form, and then uh, also uh, cardio kickboxing. That's really my love. I just I can't get enough of hitting stuff. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> so that's, that's what we do here as well as personal training. So, and love to have any of your listeners come by and try yeah, us perfect. out. Yeah, perfect. Yeah, share with us where, how do people get a hold of you? Um, so center fit, it's www.center-fit.com. And the number is 630-449-7331. You could text that number even. Um, texting is a great way to get a hold of me. And uh, you can also just um, yeah, check out our schedule and drop in. Your first class is always free, and we've got a super cheap two-week access trial. So we try to make it easy. Let's get started. Let's remember you're on all the social media platforms, or most of them. <laughs> yeah, um, we are on Facebook, so that's Centered Fit. Uh, it's a name I acquired. That's C-E-N-T-E-R-E-D-F-I-T on Facebook. And then um, center underscore fit underscore BK on Instagram. I'm not big on Twitter. My Facebook posts just go straight to Twitter. So, um, you know, if you like being on Twitter, that's that's your outlet there. No problem. No problem. And Excellent. LinkedIn, you know. <laughs> okay, very good. No, um, definitely many ways to get a hold of you, which is great. I definitely will put that in the show notes for our audience to check out. Um, this was a fast 30, but I really appreciate it, Beth. I, I know that my audience is going to be inspired by this, so I really appreciate that as well. Um, maybe I'll have to get out there someday and uh, introduce myself yeah. personally. So that will be fun. I would love that. That would be great. Excellent. We'll make that happen. Um, thank you again, and I will let you go. Have a great day. All right. 
Thank you, Eric. Bye-bye. Hey, it's Eric Sue again. Before I close the show, I'm excited to announce an upcoming three-part series with Dr. Andrew Hopkins about fitness, nutrition, and living a healthy lifestyle. Dr. Andrew was on episode number 30 if you missed his first show with me. This three-part series will be released in early March, so look out for it. Now to the close. Thank you so much for joining us today on Healthy Living with Eric Sue. Head over to ericwsue.com for full recaps of every show and Eric's health and wellness blog. Your healthy living is waiting for you, so stay active and be safe.